Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to What's Brewing, a show where we can say whatever we want, a sports show where you can say whatever you want. How novel of a concept is that? But that's what we're here to do for you. We will give you that opportunity for the next two hours. Give us a call, 646-929-2192, or email us at whatsbrewingshow at AOL.com. The show starts now. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to What's Brewing in Football, the big game in Houston that we're not allowed to say the name because the NFL sucks. Dick. Just basically what the whole case in point of it is. It's Sunday. You got what now? Five days to the Super Bowl? Oh, damn it. I said the name. I guess we're going to be sued. The stupidity of the NFL. It's been on display in the last couple of days. In a league that loves publicity, whether it's good or bad, and it usually gets its share of good or bad, it's literally sitting here a week away. By the way, tomorrow's the big day. Tomorrow's when teams actually practice. There's very limited media availability. Thursday, there's even less. Friday's the coaches' press conference where they stand behind the trophy with where their team's helmets by it. Me and Brian are going to spend a little bit. But for God's sake, can we make the Super Bowl one week? For God's sake, can the Super Bowl and the, and the championship games be back-to-back Sundays? Have the Pro Bowl after the season? Because it's kind of ridiculous now. I mean, I understand that there's a lot of logistics that go into it. you got to get teams there. These are multi-billion dollar organizations. They all have their own damn planes. The hotel's already booked for these teams. They're booked in advance. Nobody's allowed in that hotel other than the team. Can we just make, can we get rid of the horse and pony show for the week, Brian? Be great. It sure would. I don't need I mean, to know it, with Julian at all. Oh, sorry, bud. No, it's fine. I don't need to know what Julian Edelman likes on his cheeseburger. <laughs> I don't I don't care. Like the fact that fans because fans listen to this show. Mm-hmm. Julian's fan. The fact that this crap bothers you and your life revolves around knowing what condiment Matt Ryan puts on his cheesesteak. Mm-hmm. Or in his hot dog. I'm going to say it. Go kill yourself. Oh, kill absolutely. yourself. If you care enough, if you care what these guys eat, because you're going to hear the words avocado ice cream a thousand times between now and Sunday, 
Yep. Do you like chili on your hot dogs? Have you ever been to the varsity? I mean, this is the crap that you put up with this week. And it's why I think the two best weeks of the NFL season are the divisional playoffs and the conference championships. The Super Bowl is about the fans and the shit show that that is getting into the building. Pretty much. It's really become a burden. I mean, is it really about the fans, though? I mean, is the game really about them? I mean, is it? No. No. The Super Bowl is the reason why media organizations spend billions of dollars on the NFL's right to carry their products so that they, every three years, can get a Super Bowl. And, hello? I mean, does it, does, I mean, does you yeah, don't get does the Super Bowl. really does this really benefit the cities and places that it goes to as much as they think it does? I can tell you for a fact, because I know people who own restaurants and worked at restaurants and bars out in Sea Caucus. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if you don't know, is the next big, it's the next town over from Giant Stadium where the Super Bowl was held in 2014. They really didn't do much better than they would have done. No, because, I, everything I was in, because everything was in New York City. It's another time where New Jersey hosts the fucking thing, but mm-hmm. gets none of the benefits of hosting the fucking thing. Yep. It's amazing. It's like they go in and seal it off and take whatever they can and just leave. Yeah, it, it is. The difference is, WrestleMania is in Orlando this year. And, and, and here's the where I draw the comparison, Brian. And I know you're going, why the hell is he bringing WrestleMania up? Have you noticed that WrestleMania has been a precursor for the Super Bowl in some of these towns? Minus Dallas, who held why? the Super Bowl first. What's that? Oh, let's look back. Super Bowl 48 was in Giant Stadium, right? Mm-hmm. WrestleMania 29 was there the April before. WrestleMania 29, wow. <laughs> WrestleMania 31, right? WrestleMania 31 was in Santa Clara. Fast forward mm-hmm. nine months. Super Bowl's there. WrestleMania yep. draws the amount of people that the Super Bowl does. I think even more with all the stuff that goes around. I think it, I think with all the stuff that goes around, I think the WrestleMania draws more people. And it's not the cost hmm. of fuck that is the big game in Houston that you can't say the name of or else, you know, Roger Goodell and his henchmen will be all over you. Yeah. Can't say the words. But I think WWE does a great job. Now, I could have told you, and I think I did come on the air the next night after WrestleMania was at Giant Stadium. I refuse to call it by its new proper name. Or, you know, as I know people <laughs> call it, it looks like it's a, you know, big uh, air conditioning vent on top of a building. Um, 
WWE goes in and they show, and you know the the NFL is sitting there going, okay, so what? Where did where were the problems? And one of the problems that Giant Stadium ran into is they ran out of food. They ran out of food. That's crazy. Ran out of food. Why? Because you can't stick hamburgers in a freezer and wait till your next concert. That's you the think they would just build. overstack, right? I mean, you think they would just put away so much and then just deal with it afterwards. I mean, hamburgers can stay frozen until your concerts start in June. Can't they? I mean, I can understand with beer, but, I mean, Christ, Pepsi's down the block. Budweiser's down the block. They were all in that area. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that's my that's what I think. I think the WWE goes in, shows the problems of the building, and oh by the way, if you didn't pay attention when the Super Bowl was in New Jersey, kinda of fucked that up too. They're not gonna tell you that. Of course. They messed not. up getting people in and out of the building. Mm-hmm. They messed up people getting on trains leaving the building. Of course. And nothing to do yeah. with where I work. Or at the quarry where I work. But it still looks bad. It is why this region will never get a Super Bowl again. Because there's no economic help that it really does mm-hmm. bring in, even though they will tell you that it brings in all this extra revenue and all this. I think it just brings more headaches. Yep. No? I, I really do think it brings in headaches. But there are towns that are built for this. Houston is one of those towns that is built to hold this. Yes. Orlando is a town that is built for this. I honestly feel we're trying to figure out a way to hold the Super Bowl in Orlando. I think that's why the Pro Bowl was there. Oh, can we get enough interest? You know, uh, our friend Dan was telling me they actually ran out of food at the Pro Bowl. (laughs) Did they really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, hey, it's a beta run, right? You see, you, you work it out and figure it out from there. Hey, maybe they sit right in. Maybe running out of food is part of the business model. And that game was sold out. And they knew that game was going to be sold out. Yep. But here's the problem with all of these things. And we'll get into, you know, the normal stuff that we talk about, which is usually a bunch of nonsense, and then we – you know, get off topic and get back on topic and get off topic and get back yeah. on topic. But whatever. It's what we do. It's what we do. Yeah. Our Geico commercial. Um, <laughs> but WrestleMania is in Orlando. It's the first Sunday of April. In the Citrus Bowl. But the thing is, huh. you know, I always call that the Citrus Bowl, too. Um, but you realize that I don't call stadiums by their new paid-for names ever, usually, unless, you know, I have to. Like Gillette? Like, yeah, Gillette, I'll always call, I'll call Gillette because it, you know, kind of forget the old, because the other one had so many different names anyway. Yeah. Yeah, all right, ten times I'll just say Foxborough and we'll be done with it. But here's the big problem that I see with Super Bowl week 
and we're both married guys. Mm-hmm. And I have no problem saying it. When, to me personally, I am sick of the Super Bowl. I'm sick of it for this reason. I'm sick of the bullshit media coverage. I'm sick of finding stories that aren't there. Like today's brilliance of, well, if you win the Super Bowl, will you go see President Trump? Kind of putting the cart before the horse and starting. It's like, we don't want one team to win, so we're going to try to create as much bulletin board material as we possibly can for the other team. Mm-hmm. Well, let's be honest. I mean, President Trump is the biggest story in the world right now, right? I mean, there's just no question. So they're going to look for every angle. Uh, you know, yeah. they're going to try anything to, to get a story. Oh, by the way, you're gonna love this. You know what's trending on the trending on Twitter right now? San Diego Raiders. It's <laughs> fantastic. I'm actually rooting for that to happen. I really am. Uh, speaking of putting a car before the horse, that it was it's one of the places I want to go at some point tonight. Is that? But you know, like you're right, Trump is. He is a story, and he's made himself a story. And unfortunately, you're going to have to deal with it too, Bowie. But to me, I thought last night it was an abortion. Last night, like I think the whole the whole Super Bowl opening night is because yeah. the NFL needs programming. On their network. Yeah, it gets to be too much after a while. I mean, but again, is this really geared? I mean, what kind of fan base are they? I mean, but there are fans out there, George, that are even more diehard than no. you. And I wouldn't even say diehard. Just obsessed with the pink coverage. That's no, watch everything. Pink hats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's I guess taken right. three weeks. But Pink Hats is back on the show. Yeah. And honestly, my wife can't believe it took that long. The Pink Hats care about this. The Pink Hats are the ones that are watching Fox Sports 1 all day. I, I, like I sat there, and I like Katie Nolan. You know, I liked her once she did the show at Regis. I, I, I do. I genuinely like her. I want to see her succeed because she came from the depths of being a blogger. Right, she came mm-hmm. from being a blogger. She was a you know whatever she was, and now she's like the it girl for Fox. Yep. But she had a show on yesterday, and one of the people they're interviewing is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh huh. Now, mind you, that was a good spot because Neil deGrasse Tyson can talk about science and how it goes in the sport. So if you're a nerd, like I sort of am at times, when it comes to that kind of stuff, anyway, I mm-hmm. hate block talk. Goddamn chat board never works. That's a bummer. Right? Yeah, well, you know, nobody ever listens to this shit anyway. 
Or nobody with his damn opinion ever listens to this crap and calls in, oh, you suck, and crap like that, you know, because they're all haters, because they're all chicken shit to put themselves out there. That's right. They're all a bunch of trolls. But, yeah, that's all the Internet is. The Internet was originally made for porn. Now it's for trolls. <laughs> but. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but to, like. Oh, man. I'm sure if, like, maybe I'm a little jaded in this respect. The Patriots have been in seven Super Bowls since 2002. All right? This is their seventh Super Bowl. As a fan, this is the seventh Super Bowl that I've gotten to experience being a fan of the New England Patriots. Right? Just don't maybe say that again. I'm <laughs> sorry. Maybe I'm, I'm jaded only, I'm only because no, I know. But like maybe I am jaded to all this bullshit that goes around this game because the Patriots have never blown somebody out. I it, it's not enough for them to win the Super Bowl, but there always has to be the yeah, but after it. The first. Well, was, I don't know. Was, I, mean, was, I don't. I get what you're saying, but still. I mean, the first one they, they won, they were two touchdown underdog. Can we just write that one off and say it, it's okay that they won that one by three? Because yes. they were such a, hef- a hefty underdog, so you know so I mean, that they went into the fourth quarter of that game up big. They were big in that game. Let's not forget that. That's right. They were. They were up big in that game. Of course, you know, I. I it's one of those things that I think gets distorted from everything. Because you forget because of how great the ending was. You, walk, mm-hmm. you you talk about that game, and you automatically talk about Vinatieri's pick. Brady's drive at the end of that game, right? That's all people ever will talk about with that game. Never mind the fact. Well, that's what, you know, that's what, that, that's what most people do, though, George. I mean, most people look at the last yeah. moments. I mean, this is why fans, I think, sometimes get things jaded when it comes to their opinions on players. I do. Kobe yeah. Bryant being the number one example I could think of. But that's, you know, a story for another day. But, uh, you know, a lot of people, I mean, what do you think of when you think of Tennessee and St. Louis? The final play. <laughs> Buffalo uh, Giants, Super Bowl 25? Norwood. Yeah, I mean, just like Daryl Talley said, you know how many plays in that game Buffalo missed that could have won in that game? Yeah. Missed tackles, missed chances to, to convert one up. You know, I, I mean, there's so many things that you could point and, to. I remember a lot of other things, but the average fan is not going to remember anything. Else and know and you know what? You took the words right out of my mouth. Because for everybody that talks about David Tyree's catch, you know what I mm-hmm. remember from that game? Other than the fact that I was What's completely that? obliterated drunk and thought the Patriots had won the game because I was showering myself in champagne after, you know, Brady hit Moss in the end zone. But it's not. I'm going to tell you, that's what I did. I was bathing myself in champagne. Uh, you lush. All right. Oh, no. Well, I was 
pretty hammered from the 15 Sam Adams that I had during the game. Because that game was too close to me. Yeah. Listen, the one thing we have in common is that we have both lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, you've only done it once, though. Yeah, but but it was equally painful. I mean, the pain level was pretty high for both of us. It it really, really was. But I I still think mine's a little bit more only because we never won. Like, you guys at least have won. But still, it's pretty pretty close, though, actually. If you consider what was involved with both, I think they're yeah. very close. True. You know, yeah, the Bills the never Bills had their one one. True. Well there was the backdrop of the war, you had that going on. So there was a lot of little things going on. Remember remember the rumors they weren't even gonna play it, remember? Yeah. I mean there was yeah. you know, really high oh, level security. And another, so there was a lot going on. That that's a funny way, thing. What like, was the night before? Which Royal Rumble. Oh, the the night Giants? before Giants Buffalo was Royal Rumble. You would remember that, wouldn't you? I don't even remember yep. that. Well, you know, for nine ninety nine a month on the WWE Network, you can relive all that stuff. I was up at 6 a.m. Snack games, ready to go. <laughs> I, 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 I can I, only imagine. I, I, was, I was 17. You know, I, I was ready. And, and, and the other thing is, we both lived in enemy territory at that point. So you knew no matter what happened in that mm-hmm. game, you were going to hear about it the next day. Oh, yeah. You know, and it, Absolutely. And that's what I go back with maybe this, you know, and, and like you look at all the Patriot wins. You know, and it's not like Tampa Bay. Do you even remember that Super Bowl? Which one? Tampa Bay, Oakland. Do you remember that game at all? I remember. No, because I remember I won a lot of money. I won a lot of money in Tampa. Other than that, I don't remember anything about it. I remember John Gruden right. doing fist pumps. I, I remember that. But there's so many of those games that people talk about the next day. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a blowout. Blah 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 blah. It was Jerry Rice's maybe last chance, and we knew it later on. It was his last chance to win. But other yeah. than that, nobody really thought about that game. No. Where you look at, like, just think, in the last 15 years, what games did people talk about? The first Patriot one, the two Giant ones, the last Patriot one. I didn't think last year's was that great. Pittsburgh, Arizona was pretty memorable, I think. That was a good game. I remember this show started the night after that Super Bowl. The yeah. whole network started the night after that Super Bowl. I remember saying if it wasn't for Bruce Springsteen, the first half would have been so boring because everybody's waiting to see Bruce. Sure. Well, the interception. That was the biggest point in that game up until that point, which James Harrison did step out of bounds. <laughs> I still think he stepped out of bounds on it. He could have. But other than that, does – do you remember Pittsburgh Green Bay? No. No, I mean a little bit. I mean, I, I have mean, to pull uh, up a list of the games since just to remember who played them. Pittsburgh, Seattle, the only reason why people were talking about that game is because how bad the officiating was again. Oh, that was that, huh. that game was, was rigged. I mean, let, let's just be fair. I mean, I don't think 
That was awful. Mm-hmm. But that's why I think I'm jaded. And the Super Bowl, when you've been there seven times in 15 years, to me is married sex. You know you're going to get it once every couple months, and, you know. I can understand how you feel. I mean, you know, know what's funny? Baltimore, San Francisco was actually a very – that was a weird – I mean, at the power outage. Yeah, the Niners stormed back. That game got good at the end. I don't remember anything. It was a snoozer. No. The only thing I remember but, for but that game was Beyonce not going to At the end, it, it, at the end it was, there was a lot of – I mean, the Patriots, Seattle, I remember very well. Yeah. I mean – And what are we talking still, about from yeah. that game? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about Butler's interception and how Pete Carroll's a moron. Now, I remember – Let's this, not forget the fact that Brady had yeah. a bad Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Well, he was okay. I mean, he had some moments. You know, I mean, he... He had some moments, but he, he, he was also the reason why that happened. But that's what people forget. That whole Brady was not good in that game. True. Every well, time Seattle very scored in that objective, game, and I was like off that. a short yeah. field. Mm-hmm. Brady was terrible in that game, and every time Seattle had scored in that game was off a short field. Yep. He didn't... And and the what what's what's the remember Seattle scoring drives in that game? It was the one at the end of the half where Pete Carroll looked like a see here's my other thing with that game. Pete Carroll can't go from moron to genius in four seconds. He was a genius at the end of the first half when he went for it and didn't kick the field goal, right? Mm-hmm. So he can't become a moron right away. That's my yeah. problem with that. You can't be one. You can't be the smartest guy in the room, and then become the dumbest guy in the room a play later, or a half later. They were in that game because of Pete. They ultimately lost that game because of Pete. I still will never understand what they were thinking on that last call. I, I just, it, it just blows my mind. They, they had a timeout, right? I, I, yeah. I mean, all right, George. They break the huddle on the play. Game over? Like, you're, you're just thinking, we just lost our third straight Super Bowl. That's all I'm going to hear about. Is that what you were thinking? Yes. Don't blame you. <laughs> I mean, how shocked? How? I mean, I gotta tell you, I, it, it's pretty rare that I really get shocked in sport. You, you know what I mean? That yeah. play just blew me. I, I still can envision my reactions. Like, whoa! Like, I just was totally blown away by that. Totally. Here's that, the know, thing I thought of that game. Right. Maybe, and this could be wrong, but what I thought was, and I, now granted, I could give two separate answers here. One is because I've watched so much Patriot porn about that game, it's not even funny. Um, yeah. 
the new word for watching NFL films highlights about New England Patriots. <sighs> I watched so much of the Patriot porn from that game that I will say this. I still believe that Pete did not go for it with Marshawn Lynch only because Vince Wilfork was standing there. I think Vince Wilfork played a huge hand in that. No pun intended. Because he is a large mm-hmm. human being. The other part of that is I think Pete was sitting there looking at him going, my guy got outplayed tonight. My franchise quarterback got outplayed by Tom Brady, which, once again, um, what's that? I think he didn't want to have Marshawn Lynch be the guy that would be remembered for that game because they were ultimately getting rid of him at some point. And since your quarterback was your guy, and you, and remember, that was the year where there were guys in that locker room saying that he was too white. He wasn't brother of it's, it's crazy. I, it's absolutely crazy to think that if that is true, that's absolutely nuts. But, I, I you know, I, you're there to win. I, 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 mean, I, I, I got to be honest. I really think, though, that is the greatest choke job in the history of Super Bowl. That play. I think I'll that's worth another one. Nobody remembers it. Nope, I'll give you a better one that nobody ever talks about. At the end of the game? Yeah, Last which, play? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Arizona yeah. I'll give you Steelers? one. I'll give you one better that sets up the worst, the worst play in Super Bowl history. Challenging too many men on the field, getting a first down, and not kicking a field goal after you got stopped again. That one, to me, showed no faith. Who was that? God, you, Belichick. Which one was this? Belichick in 42. In 42. Is that right? I don't re- you know what? I don't Belichick challenged you know, funny, I, I, the funniest thing. I don't, you don't remember? No, I follow, I, but I follow sport very closely, and I'm surprised. I don't remember that. So if that means anything because it was, to you. <laughs> at the point, it was a nothing. But see, here's the thing. At the point, it was a nothing thing. It was a yeah. nothing thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, why? But yep. what it turned out to be was you went for it on fourth down the second time, and you didn't get it. And then you lost the Super Bowl by three points. You know what's obnoxious about New England? That? <laughs> multiple locations. I mean, multiple. Uh, they, they played in the same stadium now. Again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just once, though. They actually did it before. Yeah, second time. Superdome. Isn't that crazy? New England has now played two, four Super Bowls in two cities. Same, same exact stadium. Five times, Brian. With, Super Bowl twenty was in the was in the dome too. Oh wait a minute! You know what? Actually, it's happened three times. 
New England played at University of Phoenix Stadium twice. They're now playing yep. at Reliance Stadium twice, and they played at the Superdome twice. That's no, crazy. They played at the Superdome three times. Oh, they did? Yeah, Super Bowl twenty. I remember Super Bowl twenty, and the St. Louis one. What was Which the other one? The missing one? The Packers Super Bowl. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one. I always, yeah, I always forget about that one. And I, it's crazy. I remember the eighty-five one more than the ninety-five one. But I, I forget mm-hmm. about the ninety-five one. Yeah, or ninety. Huh? Was that ninety-six? Ninety-six. No, ninety-one, yep. ninety-six. Yeah, that's right. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah, the other, the only other stadium that New England has played a Super Bowl in. Because they've played in New Orleans three times. They've played in Houston now twice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jacksonville? Yes. Altel Stadium. I have it right in front of me here. In Indianapolis. Yeah. Yeah, Indianapolis. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 are there any teams that played in the same stadium once? Or, or uh, one, one set? I mean, are any of three times? <laughs> I mean, I would have to look. You know, you know what's I'm just looking through the list now. Do you? Baltimore. This is a good the Colts did. So we played in Miami twice. See, I'm I'm going to be biased. I really think Giants Bills was the best. I, I I just think it was a pretty clean game. If you really watch the game in its totality, there was it was a classic offense versus defense battle. Coaches, all right. I mean, Marv Levy gets nerfed by the other two, which is crazy, right? It's, mm-hmm. You have Parcells, Belichick, and Levy, which is, you know, just three Hall of Famers right there, right? You have, you know, the Bills had all their guys. That, you know, it's just, you know, you have the backdrop, Whitney Houston, the one-point game, the Evan flows back and forth. It, it, it was such a classic. I, You know, as much as I hate to say, I just think that game, you know, up and down was really compelling. Yeah. Like you said, how, you know, there's some things you just don't like. Remember, we were, you were just saying about the Pittsburgh one. That was kind of boring. Like, yeah. I never really thought that game was boring from start to finish, even though there wasn't a lot of points. Maybe, you know, you know. but see, here's my thing with that Pittsburgh game, and maybe it's just because it's sour grapes for me. Uh-huh. Boy, Mike Tomlin has no business winning a Super Bowl, and Marv Levy never did. Right? Yeah, I get you. Mike Tomlin has no, su- <laughs> you know, no business I, I, winning a Super Bowl, and Dan Marino's never won one. Right? Yeah, so maybe yep, it's a little sour yep. grapes there. But yeah, let's I not you. forget, as I said to somebody, maybe it was to Jimmy Hager, somebody the other day, the only reason uh-huh. Mike Tomlin has won a Super Bowl is because Tom Brady got his knee taken out. You know, wait. Let's not forget that. That was the year where, look, let me tell you, that 08 Patriot team, I think was going to be better than the 07 team. They may not have gone undefeated. Because that, I mean, that would have been incredible to do it twice back to back. Yeah. But I thought that team was better for having lost. As crazy as that sounds, they made as more crazy as that fourteen sounds. and two. No, I, I got you. I understand. I, I, I know what you mean. Like I think this year's Patriot team is better. Than that team that won two, two years ago. 
I agree with you on that. In truth, I do think Seattle is a better team in that game, personally. I think he had the best quarterback and the best coach. But I think Seattle did. No, I didn't think I didn't think Seattle was I, better than New England that game. I just think going. This is again. I'm. I'm not. It, it, I just think you're right. I think out of out of all the teams that New England's brought to Super Bowl, Lisa Vintage, I think that was their weakest one. Well, I think too. I mean, are we going back to 2001? Oh, no. I mean, I still think 2001 team was probably I still the weak. Oh, I don't know. Was that the weakest team? I mean. No. Of this run, I thought the 2011 team was the weakest one. Going into the really because I I go back to 2009 when Belichick is standing there and he's saying, "If we take, you know, if they take Randy away and they take Welker away, we have nothing." Granted, you did have Danny Woodhead, you had Welker, you had Branch, you had Hernandez, and a limpy Gronk. The team was built around mm-hmm. was built around Gronk. Yeah. And once you took him out of that game, I had to pick him on the show because I'm a Patriot fan, and it would have been sacrilege not to. But I did not think in a million – never in a million years I think the Patriots are going to win that game. I thought the Giants were yeah, going to win. Yeah, I, I thought they were going to win. Go back to that 07 team. Don't forget, that 07 team limped into that Super Bowl. They probably should have if, – if Tomlinson and Rivers were healthy, I bet you they'd lose to Tomlinson and Rivers at Gillette. Hmm. I'm going to go with that because that that's the thing that people forget about that game. They were 14-point favorites. Everything seemed to be good. Brady was hurt going into that game. Remember, Brady got hurt right before it. Brady got hurt in that game. He rolled his ankle again. You know, I yeah, that's true. I yeah, that's thought, true. I, I do. Forget. I thought the I, the bullshit around that team. This is, you know why I think they win this game going away because of the bullshit of that week. Who else has gone into a Super Bowl undefeated other than the Dolphins? And when the Dolphins did it, they didn't have all the bullshit around it. Right? Yeah. Dolphins didn't go through all that crap. New England. No. I mean, I still New think England had a list of the Mercury did. Mars. Yeah. They yep. had a list of the Mercury Mars running his mouth that whole week. Yep. They had that. They, the NFL made them do that commercial about winning mm-hmm. it all, about going undefeated. Yeah. Which is kind of like why I've always liked the I'm going to Disney World commercial. Because it's raw, yep. it's in the moment. Mm-hmm. You get to the point where you see, like, what was it, Phil Simms is the first one, and he said, well, what am I supposed to say? You know, like, you're going, I'm going to Disneyland? Yeah. I told you I met a player from that 72 Dolphins team, right? He came to our Bills. He, he played for the Bills. His name was mm-hmm. Marlon Briscoe. He, he was the first African-American quarterback in the NFL. Right? It's pretty interesting, right? So he sat, he sat next to me. Yeah. What I was amazed at is his size, like, you know, he, he played in the 60s and 70s, and he's a pretty small guy, I mean, in comparison to, you know, if Tom Brady walked in, he's 6'5", right? So, 
Mm-hmm. He started talking, and he had a, he had a Super Ring on, and he played for the '72 Dolphins. Now, nobody else there really was yeah. interested, but that's all I wanted to talk about. <laughs> right? I, I was very <laughs> interested. So I said to the president, "I said, Marley, can I ask you? Do you guys really celebrate? And he's a really nice, reserved man. You know, the man Nick. Do you really celebrate yeah. that? He goes. He looks at me in the eye. He pulls me in. He goes, "You bet your ass, I do." <laughs> And I just the way, and he gave yeah. me this smile, you know. And I was like, I'm just kind of glad I heard that because at least he, he was honest about it. I and mean, that's the one thing I don't mind about them is that they're honest about what they want. And it's fine, you know. I'm not here. That's but you know what? To me, the guy who keeps that whole thing going, the guy. I think if you ever ask Zonka, I bet you Zonka doesn't. I bet you oh, Bob sure Greasy doesn't. Levels. But I bet you Mercury Mars for... is the one. So doesn't Mercury Mars live on undefeated lanes? Like, or something stupid like that? That's a little much, yeah. That's, that's a little much. I mean, I get what you mean. It's a dolphin. It's a dolphin. Yeah, like that's another thing. We don't like the dolphins. We both don't. Hmm. So that's... But still, I mean, yeah, I mean, I get if you were on the team. I don't begrudge them for it. But, like, what I'm saying is, like, I don't see Larry Zonka doing it or Jim Kick doing it. Who I do see is, like, a Mercury Mars who wasn't, like, that great. You know what I mean? Like, I think the guy, the lower guys on the totem pole. Yeah, he wasn't as like, – no, I agree. He wasn't as – I agree. No, but even, even – Like, I'm sure, like, if New England had done it. You know, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, I'm sure if New England had done 8-19-0. Yeah, of course, they're all proud of it. But, like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure, like, Brady wouldn't go around, run around going, oh, he was on undefeated lane. Brady would have been like, okay, I want to win the next one. Uh, you know, like, I'm uh, sure Lonnie Paxton would have been the one. Yeah, that would have meant, I, I think in a private moment. If, if, I would love to ask Bill, I said, of all the games you lost, what's the one that sticks in your car the most? Because he's won be so much. I want to hear about do you think it's that game? I think it is. Because just the You know, here's the thing field. I think with Belichick. I think with Belichick it would probably be a win where they won by the skin of their teeth. <laughs> you know what? He probably did. But still I like to I, I gotta imagine that, that one really puts because it's you know it's just the whole the whole backdrop, the undefeated season, the Giants, his old team, at some level. Yeah, I think the NFL didn't do the Patriots a favor that year. But then again, how would you know? To play the Giants yeah. the last week of a regular season? Should be division matchups in case, you know, 
this game means something. Well, unless you know, you're the and it, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you know, usually the week. Well, I mean, they could play those games the week after Thanksgiving, and it would sort of mean something. Uh, um, I can't wait till this is over. <laughs> <laughs> can we get you a table next to Sports Guy Mike with the bitter party one? Um, oh, you know, I'm just kidding. Come on. Hey, listen, I got more reason to be bitter than Sports Guy Mike, all right? I got a lot more reason. Every year. He only has to deal with it a few times. He has multiple Super Bowls. I don't. Yeah, well, that's true. Wait, by the way, do you want Rex Ryan to say that? On another no, quick I... note before we – he, yeah. um, I don't wish the Bills bad will, Ryan said. I don't, but I don't wish them luck either. I'll be honest. I just – I don't wish them good luck. I don't wish them bad luck either. I wish the Jets luck. Eh, good job, Rex. <laughs> you know – he just kind of shows his colors here, doesn't he? I mean, he's a guy that he's better comes still. in like a locomotive. The way he gets. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure he is, like and I don't blame him. Yeah, I mean, he said that he, you know, they didn't explain why he got fired. But you know what? A lot of people get fired always telling these things. So I don't worry about it. But And I get it. But I just, you know, I'm not crazy about the fact that he did that. But mm-hmm. that's who he is. But, you know, when you come in – the way he did, like a like a man possessed. Oh, we're going to be number one in defense. We're going to, you know, you kind of set yourself up for these things. Yeah. Hey, can we get some some anyway. news of the Super Bowl week? Yeah, that's fine. Or news from the Super Bowl that's actually more damaging than if your team wins, will you go see President Trump? Um, oh, please, you know. And anybody's listening, I mean, I don't care what you think of the president. It's so insane to me that this has become such a big story. In within, you can't even as a sports fan, you can't even go to sports sites now without reading about that. Yeah, I don't need um, them intertwined. I understand it's a big story. I understand there's a lot going on in this country, and no matter what you're on, it you know, it is what it is. But it's just not. They're looking for anything right now to throw off the Patriots. Yeah. But here, all right, yes. But now let's get into some real news from Super Bowl week that could be detrimental to a team. Devontae Freeman, running back for the Atlanta Falcons, who's, by the way, playing in the biggest game of his career in less than 120 hours, Mm -hmm. is letting his agent bitch and moan about his contract. Unbelievable. And his role. Unbelievable. In the words of Dwayne Johnson, know your role and shut your mouth. Talk about it after the season. I mean, do we really need to do this yeah. now? I mean, I, okay, we, we understand that Atlanta is not a media darling. I mean, they don't get a lot of coverage, but... I mean, if you come out and run for home, why are you going to do one of you can talk to? But why are they not a media darling? Because they haven't been good. Nobody cares. That's the state. Let me tell you. If the Georgia Bulldogs Stadium held 100,000 people, guess what? They would draw 100,000 people because all their professional sports suck. 
Atlanta's not the great. I mean, Atlanta's never been the greatest pro sports town. No. I mean, they're good about the college teams, but yeah, they're. they're, I mean, they have some. I mean, there's some. I mean, I know. I mean, we know Colin. He's a big Falcons fan. He's a good fan. You know. I mean, other than that. Yeah. You know, they're just really not known for their rabid fan base consistently every year. When was the last time the Falcons were relevant? Was Michael Vick the quarterback? Well, they had that run with Matt Ryan where they went to the title game and lost at home to the Niners. But they, they, I mean, they still weren't. No, that was 2013. That was more recent than I thought. Yeah, that's what wound up getting Mike Smith fired because they could never win a playoff game. Never win a big game. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget, mm-hmm. they could have just been the fucking Giants. <laughs> oh, George. They went into MetLife Stadium and laid a fucking egg. They did. But let's not forget. That's... If... Yeah. What's that? No, no, go ahead. But now you're talking about what are you talking about now? Now, first of all, you're talking about how your head coach. This is his. Let's not forget. This Dan Quinn's fourth, third Super Bowl in four years. That's he's true. Pete Junior. He's Pete Carroll Junior. Maybe better. He's what? No. Uh, but he's what he's a creation of the team he inherited. That was a good football team that Mike Smith just lost. Yes, but he also helped the defensive side. I think he brought a certain culture to the team. I think they got a little tougher on defense. I do. I mean, they're not great, but I think they've gotten a lot. Yeah, I, I do think I do think Dan Quinn deserves some credit. I, I think he's done a really nice job. That's it's never easy to change a culture as, as much as I know that. Yeah. And, and as quick as you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he did it pretty quick. But this is also the team last year was start 5-0 and and finished 8-8. Eight and eight. Granted, it's two big additions in the Hamid Sanu and Alex Mack because last year, Matt Ryan was picking his chin off the floor every freaking game. Mm-hmm. Doy Freedy, I thought, was another good move, too. Yeah. It just brings a certain level of experience. and You know, when a guy's been there before. Yeah. Yeah. No, you think, you think that could help them? You think that could help them come... Uh... No, because you know why? Freeney won one, right? They didn't bring enough guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's still something about being the guy. You know, like, when you look at, like, that New England team that won in 2002, or after the 2001 season, you had so many carryovers from the first one. 
you know, I, I think that's it when it comes down to that. I think it there has to be a level of being there before because of the fact that you have to know how to manage your time that day. Because we've all heard stories of guys just blowing their load before they come out for warm-ups. Yep. You know, a guy like Brian Cox being on the coaching staff helps by telling guys, hey, you shoot dominoes on Friday, shoot dominoes on Friday. Yeah, don't stay in your routine. Treat this like a Sunday night game just an hour later. Or an hour Or a half hour later. Hour and a half hour. Why? But you but you're oh, also yeah, getting, yeah, yeah. But no, see, but I was I was going the other way. Yeah, well sort of. But think about it this way. For a Sunday night game, most guys are going to the stadium between four and five o'clock. The latest the guy can get there is six. Right? So really you're getting to the stadium at two thirty in the afternoon. Well, I'm sure you're gonna to have to get there earlier. Because of all the security and everything. Right? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just tweeting somebody who doesn't know anything. Oh, um, that is a person, any random person. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, um, by the way, the, the stupidest thing. Um, yeah, Richard Chairman, the NFL should pay us a full game check for going to this Pro Bowl. Yeah, stupid. Jeez. Hey, the NFL is at 19 days of that arrest. Lucky them. Oh, you're on pro football talk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How could you tell? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I always remember that. 19 days? Huh? That's a pretty impressive streak. 19? What's, what is it? If they get to 100, they'll turn, take it off? Yeah, they can't get there either. Um. <laughs> I'm on there right now. You got me on there. <laughs> <laughs> Check the police <laughs> You'll see the NFL taking away Their uh, media credentials for that right Like they did to Barstool Speaking of the devils Stoolies everywhere At midnight tonight on Comedy Central The live Barstool rundown By the way, so do you want to hear why Barstool is banned from having press credentials this week? Why? Because after and it has to do with good old Prez and Handsome Hank and a couple other guys. They organized a sit-in at the league offices to protest Goodell's handling of the Flategate. Pulled Barstool, pulled Super Bowl week credentials from Barstool employees, forcing in um, the league 
says they don't like their antics. Hmm. Interesting. Now, here's the problem with that. To me, Barstool has gotten more run from this. You know, you do is go to the comment section on Pro Football Talk. Mm-hmm. Because people said, I never heard of Barstool Sports. Now I'll check them out. And you fascist yellow lefties, snowflakes, as I shall call you. Huh. You hate Barstool because, you know what I love? Like, I'm a guy who, you know, hosts the show here on Blog Talk Radio. I love the guys at Barstool. I think they're they're funny. They're exactly what me and you are. Mm-hmm. But in the end, how many more clicks did Barstool get today because the NFL did this and everybody ran with it? I just went to their page for the first time. Hmm? I've heard of them. I know a little bit about them, but I may be watching them more often now. Hmm? Big moment for them. Good for Barstool. Yeah. By the way, pick up your completely unallowed Patriot stuff, which Mr. Kraft seems to like Prez for some reason. Can't figure it out what yeah, there, bud. <laughs> yeah, I heard that that President Trump called Bob Kraft after the game. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, here another thing. Yes, he makes no apologies. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's the personal life. They could be, you know. You know why this has become a thing. Because we've become too racial of a society. That's why this is a thing, Brian. Yeah, it's, it's a hot, it's a hot button too. You know, and it's, like I said, how many white athletes have spoken out against Trump? Not many. Well, how many blacks have? Several. I'm gonna say. Seems like the whole goddamn NBA, the whole goddamn NBA is done. I mean, the yeah, NBA actually went to the point of asking the White House about the immigration stuff. It's like, do you people not think for yourselves? And like, and this goes out to everybody. Think for yourselves. Stop reading your normal uh, media. Because they have a bias. They do. I mean, I think it's. I think you should. Everybody should be responsible and kind of spread it around. If they should read a couple different publications, not just one or two. Well, <laughs> or just read both sides of the story, I should say. But and, and here's the videos. thing: where do you get both sides of the story anymore? Um, I like personally. Um. C-SPAN, I think, is good. 
because C-SPAN is owned by the federal government. They really can't, like, change their stripes. But at least they take yeah, but they, both. But, they, but, they just, but, but what I like is, George, if, if, when Secretary Clinton, when Hillary Clinton had a speech, they put it up there. Watch it. Watch the whole thing. Go have fun. Yeah. There's no splicing part of it. There's no putting up just, you know, it's like here's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Same for same for now, President Trump. Just put it out there. Watch it for mm-hmm. yourself. That's the way it should be. That's the way it should be, but it's not the way it is. It never will be. And here's the thing. It never will be again. The journalism, as you knew it, is dead. It's oh, dead. It's, be honest it's too, buried. Why, like, why is everybody talking about Trump? Why is everybody talking about Trump now in all sports events? Because they know it's clicks. Yeah. Everything is, you know. Everything now is clicks. I want to get a retweet. I want to get a retweet. I want to get, you know. Like the one guy who compared Mark Jackson and his problems to, to Trump. And he got a lot of retweets for it. Like, really? Yeah. And, you know, and, and the other thing that comes out of it is, is what you have going on. But people don't think for themselves. You get to the point where there's anarchy. And you think the you think Democrats love the fact that there's all these protests? Absolutely, because it keeps the jails full. Well, I mean, listen, I have no problem with someone making a stand. I mean, if they, but just be informed and understand what you're protesting. Hmm? Now we've but got are they really protesting, or are they or part of or some of the paid by Soros? That's the other thing. So mm-hmm. we can go. I mean, there's all kinds of things we can talk about. Like you go back to that women's march. What were they protesting for? It wasn't for women's rights because you would have had both sides there. Mm-hmm. And you know, let's be honest. I mean, I'm all for that, and I think most people are. You know, but, here's the way I look at it. But what was that for? You know. Hey, you know what? Every guy in the world has had to say 15 novenas a day because one slipped past the goalie. And they weren't ready for it. And they were praying to whatever God they believe in that they didn't have a kid with the slut that they banged the night before. Let's be fair. That guy on this. Huh? It goes both ways on that, too. Hoping nothing comes of it either. Yeah, but I'm talking from a guy's point of view since it's a guy's show. True. And my no, wife, I'm just trying here. to be. I'm trying to be the balance guy. <laughs> Fair balance, George. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. This is our show. <laughs> okay. But but that's uh, the thing though. Everybody has made that mistake, whether it's a mistake or not. And they've all prayed that it didn't lead to something. 
And if it did, you either do the right thing or you do the right thing. Whatever you think is the right thing is what you do. It's not, well, we want you to do this because this is how. No, dude, it's not your body. At the end of the day, that's what people have to understand. You can't keep looking to big brother. You can't just sit there and say, I don't want big brother involved in my shit and then go begging them to be involved in your shit. Because when you yeah. have Big Brother involved in your shit, guess what? Guess what, kids? Over your shit. They become the quick commander. Nice reference, James Silent Bob. Yes, sir. <laughs> they become the quick commander. Women, you want... You don't want government to worry about your vagina? To guess what? Close your fucking legs. You don't need to bang 15 guys at the bar the night before. Hello? That's true. Take your ass to fucking Again, CVS there's, in the morning. There's, the there's always different examples, but I understand what you mean. Take your ass to CVS in the morning. Buy the Plan B pill. It's 50 bucks. It'll save you a lifetime of paying for a bastard kid that you don't want. That's the other thing that's driving me crazy a little bit is about Twitter. Everybody, like, looks at one example and tries to make it the example against the entire argument. Mm-hmm. Like, you know my problem with Twitter is? They all love Derek Jeter, but none of them fucking care about it. I mean, what? Oh, sorry. This is me thinking out loud again about how much I hate the Yankees. Oh, George, George. No, fuck them. I'm done with them. Can we at least talk to baseball this year? Yeah, we can. We can talk about any other team but the Yankees. Really? You're going to do that to me. Uh, no, we can talk about the Yankees. I like them. All right, I'll do my own Yankees. I'll do my own Yankees show. No, we can I'll talk about the Yankees. Because you know what I'll enjoy? No, this is what I will be enjoying. All right? This is what I'll enjoy. I will enjoy when there's thousands of empty seats open behind home plate and Landro still uh-huh. doesn't want people like me sitting there. Right. That's, that's, that's what I want. That's what I want. And I also want you goddamn liberals to shut the fuck up. Oh, I'm going to hit George. I, I, this is my fault, everyone. Keep my fucking... You know what? Make my Facebook great again. Make my Facebook great again. Keep lefties off it. You crying bunch of whiners. (laughs) Well, it's just, you know, I... Seriously, make my Facebook great again. Keep the lefties off it. Because you say nothing of substance. And all you do is bitch. I am a friend who is a Hollywood writer. Right? Wrote some big time TV shows. Told me I'm a racist because I voted for Donald Trump. 
Why? Because I don't fit into what her ideals are. Okay, guess what? There's a real simple thing to do on Facebook. It's called unfriend. That's, that's just that's an insult to you. I mean, you're, you're definitely not. You're, I know you're not. Hmm. I'm definitely not. And I don't even think President Trump is. No. And here's my other favorite part of this whole thing. All right? Ready for this? My other favorite part of this. It was okay when their guy did it. When their guy did it, it was fine. Because you didn't hear about it. Because you heard about the fluff piece they did about his wife showing her arms. Look how great her arms look. Shut the fuck up. Yep. All right. Any I mean, other thing? It, it really, yeah, it just comes down to this. We either have loans or we don't. By the way, here's the other thing. Did Charlie Manson really die? Right now? I don't know. There's only one way to find out, right? TMZ. <laughs> oh, either that or just go to whatever's... Uh... You know what, though, but I don't care. I mean, that, that's major news, but it's still not a good big thing. Charles Manson, you said? Mm-hmm. Uh... Yes. He actually did? Yes. Died in the California hospital. Oh, good for him. <laughs> the Tories cult leader who was arrested and convicted has died. Yes. But you Google it and you can't find it. Twitter's everything. I mean, I just put it there, boom, it's right there. I think that would be a bigger story, though. No, what are they no. waiting to do? Like, what are they doing? Like waiting well, to like, notify the next right 11, 12. But it came from Empire News. Is that a real news organization? I have a link from. Oh yeah, Empire News. What is this? Could it be fake? Oh, it's from the twenty ninth. I think it's. I think by now you would have heard of Charlie Manson. I Charlie Manson's not dead. See, there you go. Fake news being propagated by Twitter, by Facebook. But, you know, they're trying to keep that away. Some guy named here, Mike Akers, three minutes ago tweeted, R.I.P. Charles Manson. He'll always be remembered feeling sad. What the heck? (laughs) We should get that guy in the show. Let me look at this guy's profile. He's an actor at Ohio building his career. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. I'm double looking at Charles Manson. All right. So back to this week's Super Bowl, though. Here's, I think, the one thing you have to watch out for. 
Don't expect uh-huh. Seattle to come out running the way they did against Seattle and Green Bay. I, I just think that's – if you expect that to happen, then you really don't know football. Like I, there's never – no way, in, I, I think, in hell. But then again, you never know. New England has come out – look, let's go this way. New England's had two buys this year. And they didn't look good in either one of those games, first games after it. Granted, they played much better second hands. But when they played Seattle, when Seattle was a terrible road team, which, again, is another thing you're going to hear this week, how both teams played Seattle and both teams beat Seattle. But, Arizona, but Atlanta beat Seattle at home. Okay, but they lost to them, right? Right? Here you go. When New England played Seattle, Seattle had everybody. Yeah. Earl Thomas played. Cam Chancellor played. C.J. Procise played in that game. Let's not forget that. If we were doing this show before then, here's what we could have told you. And this is what I would have told you straight then and there, right? What was the, what was Seattle's biggest problem all year long? Couldn't run the ball. Could not run the ball. Let's not forget New England lost that game by a New England lost that game by a touchdown, right? Lost that game by a touchdown, and Gronk got raped in the end zone. But you look at who played that night for Seattle. Plug it in at who they played the next time they played when they played um, by the way, this is the first game Brady threw an interception. Oh yeah. That was the first time a Patriots quarterback had been intercepted. Yeah. Okay. So you can't really say Much about that game. And you know what? New England trailed pretty much the entire game that night. Cam Chancellor raped Gronk in the end zone that night. Oh, by the way, he didn't play in the next game. And that was the game where Earl Thomas knocked Gronk out. Keep forgetting that guy. Uh, keep forgetting that guy's out. That's the thing. Let's not forget that. The reason why Rob Gronkowski is not playing this game is because Earl Thomas threw a dirty hit at him. What you was penalized and fined for. Hmm. But we will forget that because that's the way the media wants to play it. Now oh, when you look absolutely. at but now you look at when they when Seattle had played them, because they saw it. Uh, Russell Wilson, who beat played both teams this year, beat both teams. I'll tell you how. Shut the fuck up. Wilson's a dope. He's not that good. <laughs> He's really not. He stinks. Stinks on ice. 
I wouldn't say that, but I get your point. He stinks. I mean, let's be honest. Everything has to be perfect for him to win. Let's be honest. Is he any, is he that much better than Tyron Taylor? No. He really isn't. I mean, they're very similar players, actually. Again, not he's making just got a better team around him. Oh yeah. No, but it better. comes down to this. Take Russell Wilson off that team. They're still making the playoffs. And then yeah, here's my other are. favorite one. I mean, you could put here right, my see, other favorite. On that favorite. <laughs> it's the link of the playoffs. Here's my other favorite story of this week. Ready? This is my favorite one. Well, who has New England played while they pushed their glasses up? Well, let's not forget. When you sit here on January 31st, it is super easy to say, well, how did they play this year? The teams they played stunk. Kids, let's go back to this. When they played Arizona in week one, wasn't Arizona supposed to be the team they played in the Super Bowl? No. Yes. They were, right? They were supposed to be. This is going to yes. be. Al, I'm Al Michaels starting that game off. This is a potential Super Bowl preview. <laughs> really? With Jimmy Garoppolo in that game. All the weapons that Arizona had in that game. New England's defense beat them. Granted, it was because of a missed kick, but New England beat them. Jimmy Garoppolo outplayed Carson Palmer. Cleveland stinks. Cincinnati blows. Okay, granted, they got Pittsburgh without Roethlisberger in the regular season, but would that really have mattered? Because I remember saying to you, I really want to see Pittsburgh again. So I don't have to hear sports guy Mike. Oh. They got this because, you know, Ben was out. That's the only reason they lost that game. No, shut up. He lost that game 27-16. All right, who'd you lose? He lost to Seattle. That's the only loss that means a damn thing to me all year. And you know what? That's the only one that's telling right now. Because this is the Patriots' third bye week, Brian. And they came out shitty against Houston. And they came out shitty against Seattle. But didn't that Seattle game include, like, a Brady interception that set up a touchdown? So, oh, look at that. I think Brady's throwing a pick this week. I think he will. He might. He might. But I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, Russell Wilson had a good game in that game. What? You concerned about this game? Nope. In the least. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. By the way, do you want to hear who who were the leaders for Seattle in that game when they lost to New England? Kristen Michael, did he finish the season with them? Nope. CJ Forsyth had a hell of a game that day. 
at over 150 yards of total offense. Did he play in that game against against Atlanta? Nope. No, not in the least bit. I think Deion Lewis is the key to this game. Oh, yeah, he's an X-Factor. I think it comes down to some normal things against New England. Is And this is what the Falcons did against Green Bay. I think getting off to a good start is very important, especially mm-hmm. for Atlanta. Um, I think finishing drives with touchdowns and not too many field goals is important. Don't want to settle for a lot of field goals against New England. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the first couple things I'm looking for. I mean, one thing that just caught my eye in Vegas: still three flat, and I, I'm really surprised. I, I, I would have had this peg. I think, I think it's a sucker bet. Yeah, but it almost seems like it's for New England. That's that's the the sucker play. That's how I see it. I, <laughs> I'm looking at it saying, why isn't this team favored by more? Well, let's not forget the la- the Patriots. Like if you really want to break you know, real in Atlanta, I would say seven and a half of them would be more. Like, hey, let's just get them no, in. No, because and then I all think will be to buy. F- it's sixty percent of the money is on the Patriots. Sixty-five percent of the money is on Atlanta. So unless Atlanta is getting big money out of the thirty-five, mm-hmm. yeah. Going to try to look for the official line right now. Still three. Still three right now, huh? I'm sure that will. I'm sure that there'll be a move in this though at some point. Why is it that I can't search for Super Bowl bets on my computer? I go to bet, Chris. B-E-T-C-R-S. No, I wanted to get... They're one of the best. I wanted to get... Yeah, it's three... Their public betting consensus right now is 70.2% on New England. This is why this doesn't add up to me, because usually how it works is if, especially, I've seen this in practice, is when a lot of money goes on one team, the, these books are connected, and, and they watch the trends, and they would start moving at the four yeah. or moving at the four and a half to try to get people to say, hmm, you know what, I'll take Atlanta, and then they'll try to get that, that number close to maybe 35, 40. You know, a lot yeah. of people are going over in this game. The over under is 58 and a half. I, I don't know. I, I don't I like think the under. Yeah. Yeah, but to me, the smart, here's, a, here's an interesting trend. And, and again, I think this is just better being savvy. Atlanta plus three, only 29.8% of the people are betting it, according to Bet, Bet Chris. But the money line plus 135, 59.7 are taking Atlanta. Which I don't know if that means anything, but I'm just, just interested. Interesting stuff from, uh, from that point of view. See, I mean, obviously, mean. if you're going to bet Atlanta, you might as well take the money line. I, I think that does make sense to me. See, to me, what I think is going on with that is that New England in their last seven Super Bowls, six Super Bowls, have been four-point games, less than four points. True. I'm going to give you and one I think game Vegas with 
And here's why. I'm going to give Go yeah, back and look up the Giants-Patriots Super Bowl and look how much money came in for the Giants. They are trying to make money on this movie. Yeah, I just, I'm just surprised they're not moving that that's line. That's the only reason. I, I, yeah, but that's why it's not moving. It doesn't – I don't know. Again, just based on my past principles, it makes sense to move this line to four. Keep an eye on this on Wednesday or Thursday. They may be waiting. Well, you know, the, but the let's line, be honest, too. It's like, unless it's one of those super high lines at the start, the line moves Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. I think it's going to end up at four. I, I really think this line's going to move. Yeah, I think it gets up to a five point. I think it gets up to four or five. Yeah, I. But you know, listen, ninety-seven percent of Super Bowls that illegally. Yeah, but well, illegally yeah. also means offshore betting with, with websites like they use that Chris for the lines, and there's all these offshore accounts, like Pinnacle and things like that. There's all kinds. So it's not just hey, I'm calling, putting boombots down the street to make a play. Yeah, and, and don't forget it. The Patriots, um, Patriots in Seattle, was a pick'em. That's true. That was a pick'em. I I stayed away from that game. I didn't like it at all. Carolina last year I didn't like was, it a box, was Carolina got five last year. Denver against Seattle got well, two liked, and a half. I They've liked, taken back last year. I liked the Broncos that game. They have. Taken bath. And here you go. Ready? Take away the Seattle-New England game, which went over. The Giants-New England was an under. The Giants-New England was an under. Giants and Patriots and... They're all under. I love the under. Except for the Carolina game, and that was the over. The Patriots in in their two balls have had two overs. That's why this. Well, that's let me, why let me ask you this: If you're, if you're, if just for the betting fan out there, I would, I would be willing to say this though, George. If I, if I were betting Atlanta, I would take the over. For some reason, yes. I, I feel if they win, there's going to be a lot of points. Yes, I think they're going to have to win if, with a lot of points. But you know, listen, fifty-eight and a half. They're saying it's going to be a 30, 31-28 game. That's, that's a lot of points. But to me, that's how, you know, the, the one thing I'll say about this game, George, is, and this is very simple, I feel this way about a lot of games. Mm-hmm. With New England, you have to go out there and win it yourself. They're never going to give it to you. Yeah. No. You know, they're, they're, it's pretty rare that New England's just going to implode. I, I kind of, I, I look at the pages like the Spurs, right? I remember when the Clippers, remember the Clippers beat them in an epic game seven? About two or three yeah. years ago. Now I know it's a weird example, but the Clippers had to make shot after shot after shot just to win that game at the end. Because San Antonio mm-hmm. just does their thing, they go through their offense, and they don't beat themselves, right? And that's with New England, it's something like that a little bit, you know, where you, you just yeah. like Matt Ryan has to take this game by the you know what and just run with it in the second half if they're going to beat New England. Mm-hmm. They're not going to say, oh, yeah, here's a couple turns out. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So, in that case, yeah. I'd say if you're out there, guys, bet Atlanta take the over, bet New England take the under. Yeah. 
I, and just, I'm looking at Vegas Insider right now. That's a good one too. The open, it open is a pick'em. This game. Yep. Does Atlanta cover wide receivers well? Do they? Uh, they got good coverage linebackers. No. I mean, I'm just trying to think of things that no. you know. <sighs> if you look at the games that they've played this year, which you know. Which is if, like, you're a football nerd like we are, I think you start listening to that stuff. They've either been mm-hmm. torched or they haven't been torched. Like, you know what? Like, this is the first time I've ever gotten a pro football focus. So I don't even know what the hell I'm looking for. Yeah, I like their point um, until 134. But then again, that's all blowouts. True, but that that means something though. I think then, that's like, a you sign look of at, a, All right. By the way, look, here's let's an interesting look, stat. You look here. at. You ready? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. You ready for this? You look at. Yes. Oh no! Sorry. Falcons scored sixty-three touchdowns this year. No team cracked over sixty. The second most. New England had fifty-one, but obviously, listen, they probably would have had about fifty-five, fifty, maybe fifty-seven. Let's say Brady was playing all these all first four games, right? Yeah. Probably closer to sixty. We would say, you know, high 50s. We'll say 50 yeah. to 59, right? But no team yeah. cracked over 60 touchdowns. That's pretty impressive. Wait, yeah. what is this TD thing here? Wait, how did the Houston Texans only score? Wow. The Houston Texans only scored 25 touchdowns this year? Yeah, I think that could be it. Wow, even the Bills scored 49. I mean, that's, you know. <laughs> That's why, see, that's why it's so frustrating with the Bills. If, they, if Rex Ryan would have lived up this side of the ball, we waltzed to the playoffs, man. Yeah, I think so. I, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, I'm again, I'm not saying they're going to beat New England or anything ridiculous. I'm just saying they're going to make the playoffs. But yeah, I mean, Atlanta yeah, okay. scored a lot of touchdowns. They scored 540 points on it. They, they, I mean, but again, they gave up 400. Yeah, and, and here you go. And, and, and this is my favorite part of this. They lost to San Diego, by the way. At the Dome. They lost at home to San Diego. San Diego in the beginning of the season. Actually, I liked the Chargers that game. San Diego in the beginning of the year was actually playing pretty well. They were just snake bit by a lot of bad losses. Until everything Mm -hmm. unhinged for them injury-wise and everything. All right. But you look at this, though. The Rams, all right. So both teams played the Rams. They both blew out the Rams. Take that game out. But here you go. They lost to the Eagles in November. They lost to the Chiefs mm-hmm. in the Dome, by the way, which Matty Ryan threw they that did. game away. Don't forget that. Yes, he, he threw did. that game uh-huh. away. He did. Listen to these numbers, though. And they played Philly. Philly ran for 200 yards. They have given up 100 yards a game on the ground for the season. And that's saying a lot because they score a lot of points. Yeah. There you go. Which means teams are probably passing on them more often than... They gave up almost 6,000 yards. 
mind you, played Los Angeles, San Francisco. <laughs> there was not there was one game they gave up there's two games that they gave up less than three hundred against. And Denver, we all know Denver was terrible on offense. And the other one was San Francisco. But they gave up three seventy to Tampa. Yeah, Atlanta was seventeen to get open. Yeah, Atlanta was seventeen to open. They have four seventy five to the Saints in a win. In a win they gave up four hundred and seventy four point yards. They have three seventy eight to Carolina. Three thirty three to Seattle. Four twenty six to San Diego. I take it back. No. Three thirty one to Green Bay. What does Green Bay not have? A running game. They gave up a hundred yard rusher to Green Bay. The Eagles ran for two spins on them. You tell me where New England's not they've averaged a hundred over a hundred yards since week thirteen. You tell me where New England's not going to be able to pick them apart. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at the defense. Atlanta gives up 266 yards a game passing. That's fifth worst in the league. 31 yeah. touchdowns, 12 picks. Buffalo yeah. gave up 223 yeah. yards, under 60%. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, oh, here you go. New England, Brian, New England has a good – Ready for this? Here's the funny thing with this. They're fifth in the league in rushing attempts, 17th in yards. Because they're 28th in throws because they were up on top of everybody. You're not getting up on top of New England. Well, they're going to have to, as we've talked about. They're going to have to, but do you really think they're going to? Belichick wins that toss. Do you think Belichick's giving them the football? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Wrong answer. By the way, can I just say something just to toot my team's horn for a second? Yes. Everybody goes nuts for Dallas's run offense. You know Buffalo gained 300 more yards in them this year. <laughs> how did, they how did we yards. go seven to nine, George? How did we go seven to nine? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. It always seems to come back. You know, I got to get my frustrations out. <laughs> oh man. But let's think about that. New England, surprisingly, seventh in the in the NFL in rushing yards, which a lot of people do not realize. You also have to remember, they've played three of the four weeks without Tom Brady. True, but they I also mean, that's just, with, now they they average three point. This is you know they're the only team in the top ten that averages under four carry. The Bills average five point three. The Patriots average three point nine. But all right, no, so, but here's the thing. When you still run the ball, you know they. Well, again, you're you're winning games a lot late, so you're probably just running the ball a lot. So that maybe brings the number down a little bit. That takes them off. But then you here you go. Patriots ran for 1,800 yards. <laughs> I, I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, I mean, they're not that much worse than Atlanta, 1928. It's right there. So yeah, and and if if you said to me. Right? Let's think about this. When you look at New England, listen to the numbers. of Like, listen to these yards against they've given. 
All right, so they gave up 450 to the Dolphins, but that was a game where Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt and they had to play Brissett in the second half. All right? The next time they played Miami, it was 280. It was 239 against the Jets. Mm-hmm. They gave up 162 to L.A. They should, have bought, they should have beat L.A. with a shutout. They gave up a garbage-time touchdown late, which made that game closer. Here, 348 to Baltimore. And that's what Baltimore had the whole ball the whole second half because Cyrus Jones, who won't play on Sunday, fumbled. That's my other favorite thing. They keep showing these stats of, you know, they gave it away 11 times. Yeah. Yeah, let's look at the guys who gave the ball away on the Patriots. Cyrus Jones, five fumbles. Here's something pretty impressive for Atlanta, from the Atlanta ledger. They passed. From, they were third in the league in passing, but I'm impressed with this. 9.2 yards a pass. That's really high. Really high. Most teams are 7, 6. You know, you, Washington's 8.2, but 9.2, that, that really stands out. Is that so net how, yards? How does, no, yard uh, average. I think it's average per um, – Ned yards. The only way you really look at that number is if it's Ned yards, bro. Because in that, that what, equals is, what is that mean right there? Ned yards? Average. No, it says yards per game. I'm on NFL.com. It's There's next to yards. It says, All right. So stop looking at the NFL. So Here's the thing. Stop looking at NFL.com. I'm looking at pro football reference. It was 8.2 per throw. And that average is that's net yards gained per pass attempt. That's passing yards minus sack yards divided by passes attempted times sacks. There, that's yeah, that's about why this thing stands out so high though. Because they threw for forty seven hundred yards. That's why. Yeah, Where I mean, true. And that's Matt Ryan. Now let's look at New England who threw for 4,300 yards and had a 7.5 net yards gain. And, oh, by the way, do you want to hear what they threw for in their second and third, their third and fourth game of the year? They didn't even throw over 300 yards in two games. Well, I remember the fourth game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you still did. They threw two interceptions. New England threw two interceptions. This entire season, and, and and one was against Seattle, and the other one was against Baltimore. Hey, Buffalo only threw seven. I mean, that's not, I mean, it's, good. it's amazing how much the interceptions are down. I mean, so think about this: one, yeah. two. Listen to this. I, I think if I told you this twenty years ago, George, okay, one, two, three, four, yeah. five, six, seven, eight, nine teams to under ten picks. Yeah, I believe it. I that's believe crazy. It. I mean, no, but it's like twenty years ago, who threw the most picks in the NFL? Brett Favre. The New York <laughs> Jets. <laughs> the New York Jets with 25. Well, that's because Ryan, but let's not forget, Ryan Fitzpatrick threw 15 in, like, one game. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's still throwing picks for that game. He doesn't stop throwing them. I think, he's, I think he just threw another one. I went to you know, my, my father-in-law. But, look, here, team offense, right? Atlanta's one, New England's three. Let's not forget the top rating and play the first four games of the year. True. Oh, no. Average out is 12. Average out is 12. I'm just saying Atlanta's numbers are very gaudy on that side of the ball. 
Now, I'm still trying to figure out why this place is great. What do you mean? I'm telling you, the spread is three because people are putting – people in New England, they've gotten killed with New England games because they paid out like a motherfucker. They paid out like motherfuckers in the last four Patriots Super Bowls. Because the heavy money went on Seattle, and the heavy money – the Seattle-New England game never left a pick It was 50-50 down the gut. It's just the people in New England put more money on the game. Because Brady's going to win it. By the way, New England's fifth best kicking team in the league. Just saying. Fifth best Atlanta's team. number one. By the way. In kicking? Atlanta's <laughs> number one. It's funny, I just looked at that the same time you did. No, New England's fifth best, Atlanta's 17th. With 17. Well, yeah, I'm looking at the wrong thing. It, it, it's a whole thing. It's kicking and punting. It's both of them. I don't know. I, don't ask me. Oh, I'm know. looking at something else here. Okay. I'm looking at a reference. By the way, go, you know, let me go back to that thing I was saying before. Yeah. New England scored 51 touchdowns. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> don't forget, they got shut out too this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, they did. They did. Shut they out did. one. <laughs> and they're still in the yeah. top three. Rex Ryan's signature <laughs> win, right? Yeah. You know what no, I, no. I signature win was 27. You know what I remember after the game? When the Bills were 4-2, I remember people saying, ooh, could the Bills be the second best team in the AFC? I'm like, oh, man. I, I just no. go back to that. Well, of course, they said your team was the best. But they were thinking, could, could the Bills um, be? <laughs> by the way, how many – here's the funny thing. Atlanta had 379 first downs. New England had 351. So for all those gaudy numbers they put up, mm-hmm. they're a quick strike offense to me. Yeah. They're, I mean, their offense is very, very good. I mean, I'm not – And, oh, by the way, higher turnover percentage. Well – <laughs> yeah, the same on defense. Oh wait, time right. we got 15 minutes on the live portion of the show. Is it prediction time soon? Yeah, I think we'll get to that point. I just enjoy looking at all these. I just like being a nerd at times. Uh, New England, the best drive average. This stuff still has merit. I mean, I know a lot of people don't. New England. You know, I just look at the quarterback, but hmm. again, I'm just trying yeah, to figure I, out. You know, I told you why. It's I, I, because I, I, they want to they want to raise the line to four. How do they win this yeah, game? Well, Tom Brady makes mistakes. Tom Brady throws one of his tremendous Super Bowl dopey interceptions. Which he does in every one. I mean, do they have – but see, here's the thing. It's not like Montana where we said, how the hell are they going to lose the Super Bowl because we don't have a blueprint to do it. I'll ask you this. I know the blueprint to beat the Patriots. Do they have a defensive line that can get after Tom Brady without blitzing them? Can you get in Tom Brady's kitchen without blitzing them? 
And the thing is, you can't. Yeah, you you have to be able to pressure four. And again, it's it, you have to get Brady off the spot. You have to get him out of his comfort zone. That's the no. Yeah, it's really hard to just hit him every time. Yeah, get. But can you at least get him to go around? You know, mm-hmm. that's the key. Do you have linebackers who can run with Hogan, Edelman, and Amendola? I don't know enough about Atlanta's linebackers to make that comment. Do you have somebody who could play against Malcolm Mitchell? Because, you know what, here's the thing with Malcolm Mitchell that I really like. Yes, he is taller than the other two, but he plays the same game, but he can take the top off the defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you really look at it, I mean, here you go, Malcolm Mitchell had 32 catches for 401 yards and four touchdowns this year. Bennett had seven. James White had five receiving. They only threw 32 touchdowns this year, which for Brady seems like pedestrian, but don't forget he also didn't play the first four years, first four games of the year. And I think Brady throwing – I honestly think, like, they didn't throw many touchdowns in the first two games, like the first four games. I don't remember how many touchdowns they threw, but I don't think it was many. Um. So I'm not looking at the box score for every game to figure it out, or I can just look up what those two clowns had, and I can tell you. Uh, Garoppolo threw uh, Garoppolo threw four. So Brady threw 28 in 12 games, and he also had a game where he didn't throw one. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, a guy a guy you got to look out for Sunday is Vic Beasley for Atlanta, who led the NFL in six, 16 sacks. Yeah, but that's where 42 hurries. Um, you know, just something. I'm just giving you some some different things to yeah. to chew on. I mean, it's going to be what Malcolm Butler versus Julio Jones. That's something to really watch for. Yeah, I'm on Pro Football Focus, and they're talking about Edelman versus Brian Poole, Branch versus Alex oh, yeah. Mack. You know, give it some some breakdowns. It's a good site. I, I like Pro Football Focus. They really break things down. Yeah. But, you know, plus remember this. Like, remember how, like, 100 tackles used to be the thing? I think I don't really have 100 tackles anymore. You know you know why I never look at that stat? Because it's like an assistant baseball. I, I understand. Or it's like an assistant hockey. Well, it's not. I think. I think. I think. Um, well, I think that uh, they still have uh, value. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Vic Beasley had 16 sacks, but then again, 15 and a half. But then again, Bry, I go to the same thing with that number, right? How many of those? were in the second half against. Well, again, we can. I mean, there's all kinds of things we can. But now, but you see, here's the thing: because a sack and a tackle count as one, right? They're they count one and the same. How do you have 15 and a half sure. sacks and only 32 tackles? How do you have that? Uh, How does that happen? 
Like, to me, that that's just telling. You know what that is? That's the guy who hits 40 home runs and has 90 RBIs. That means that you only were involved when you were making a sack. To me, yeah. that's my opinion. This is, uh, here, here's, here's why I've never liked tackles, okay? 1989, the Cowboys were awful. They were 1-15. Eugene Lockhart led the NFL with 222 tackles a year, which is a pretty crazy number. Which is, yeah. Right? Then again, they were also on the field. But again, because he's getting gashed probably for like six, seven yards of carry, and he's getting all the tackles. There are 154 solo tackles a year. That's still pretty. I don't care what anybody tells me. That's still pretty impressive. I mean, regardless, that's a lot of work. the all-time record for tackles in a season? I don't know. That's a good question. It's kind of like up there. Let's see. Like really high number. NFL's <laughs> most unbreakable record. Right? Let's see. Maybe there's some guy that's just gotten insane. I'm looking out. I want to see a football focus. No, it doesn't even have tackles on here. Uh, see how much pro football, pro football reference cares so much about it that it's not even there. I know. Is that crazy? But that's not even something they care about. All-time leader in safeties, though, here. Jared Allen. He's the all-time NFL leader with four sacks, with four safeties. <laughs> really? Yep. Tackles. Let's see. Um. Actually, you know what? According to Wikipedia, most tackles yeah. in a single season, it says 217, but Lockhart had 222. Chris Spielman, 195. Chris Spielman, 195. That's what they say, but Lockhart had 222 in 89. This shows you how much this this doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Just that. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he had 195, and that was 124 solo tackles. But, that's, but still, it, it's stupid. It's a stupid stat. You're right. It no, is. I mean, I mean it's, 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 it's just no, that, no, you know, it's. You know, but to only have 16 and a half tackles outside of 15 and a half sacks, that, that answers questions for me. That asks a question to me. That really, to me, is a big question as to, well, why? I, granted, well, like you said seasons. before, who the hell watches Atlanta? Yeah. Here's the thing. Atlanta's going to have to win the Super Bowl to be on national TV more than once. And by the way, next year, Ryan, Brian, who's the, yeah. who's the AFDs play? The NFC West. The NFC South. Oh, no, no, no. So get ready. No, the NFC South, you're right. Oh, so the first game is going to be Atlanta and Wingo right off the bat. Yeah. And I think the game is in New England. The game is in New England. It is? So the The only way it's not right off the bat is if Atlanta wins. But does the NFL go back to that well? Or that they will save that? That's usually like a November game. Get rid of baseball. 
to me, that's like the get rid of baseball game. It's the first week after the Super – you know, it's, it's how New England and, and Denver always used to be, New England versus Peyton Manning. It was always the first yep. weekend in November because it was like, oh, there's no more baseball. This is how we're going to start our reigning supremacy again. All right, Brian. Bill's five fight. minutes left. Okay. Bill's play in Atlanta. No, no, go ahead. Way. No, but go ahead. So, so you get to play in your stadium. You want me to give you my prediction? Prediction. Yeah, why not? Sure to go wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's on that other count. You know, all weekend, I was thinking Atlanta. All, all week. Yeah. I, because, I, again, I just, I'm wondering why, you know, what's going on. Mm-hmm. I just, I just think the experience of, of the Patriots the defense. I think it's the defense and the running game that are going to win this one, and people realize. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think. I think Brady will have a good game. I I don't think he'll be ridiculous, like four yards good. I, you know, he'll, he'll get his numbers. Yeah. Um, but I just I find it hard to believe in my gut that Atlanta is going to really win this game. I you know, I think. Just New England just has that assurance. I think it's just Belichick matching up. He's going to take away Julio Jones. Deion Lewis will win Super Bowl MVP. I'm going to call it right now. No, 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 no. And I will tell you why that's not going to happen. Why? Are you done with your prediction? Well, I'll give you a final score. Okay. I'm going to give you 28 to 20. New England's by is it like that? Is it where I won't have to sweat out the last, you know, fucking oh, drive no, of the no. game? You're going to be sweating this out. You're going to be sweating this out. Oh, I the can't make this shit anymore, yeah. Brian. Oh, no. You, no, you deserve it. I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. <laughs> such a good friend. My man. heart. Such a good my friend. My heart can't take any more of these. Either that or I want to miss wide left on a 40-yard field goal. You know, something like that. I want some pain. I'm a salty individual for Super Bowl week. You should know this. I've had, I've had the pain, right, you jerk off. Um, <laughs> you're an asshole. You really are. You just want to see me miserable. They're like, you're a dick. I've had to see you win through fucking money. I want to see you miserable, you fucking jerk. You. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, i got to change the channel. All right. So, my official pick. We'll start like this, Brian. John Bon Jovi will be in the house. Oh. The here on his buddy Bill. Everybody knows that the Patriots touchdown song is This Is Our House. Which those fine people in Houston, Texas will hear a lot because they're tired of seeing the Patriots. Oh, by the way, you know the Patriots have played in that stadium a lot and they're pretty good in that stadium. They're only they're only lost the thing going Brady's record there in that stadium. Patriots win this game. It's close in the first half. But do you know who is doing the halftime show? Triple. Lady Gaga. Do you know who did the Super Bowl halftime shows? When the Patriots played the Giants? Was it Lady Gaga? Nope. The Patriots... 
They had you two. For the first since two thousand. There was Jessica Simpson. Damn it, completely took out what I was gonna say. Fuck. What year was the booby one? What year was Janet Jackson? Oh, two thousand four. All right. So yeah, I was like, all right, I was okay. So so you had Jessica Simpson. You had Paul McCartney. You had back to back guys. You had Tom Petty or something like that. Mm-hmm. Damn, I really stretched this out because I didn't remember. Katy Perry. This year's a woman. It's Lady Gaga. The Patriots will go Gaga in the second half. And win this game 35-21, and I can relax the last five minutes of the game. Keeps the under. Barely. 35-21 New England. Tom Brady's the MVP because you know all of those motherfuckers that will hate Goodell that are media members are going to vote for Thomas Edward Brady. This is third. Oh, this is I, – I can't wait till this is over. By the way, Goodell Loves Isis is presenter tonight on the rundown on Comedy Central. <laughs> oh, man. New England wins this game going away. You should be very concerned that I picked New England. Ugh. The other question I have is, has the media with this whole Brady-Goodell thing gotten to the point where it's annoying? What are you going to do if he has to give you the trophy? Accept it? Um, hey, what the hell else is they? What else are they going to do? Damn it. Like, what is Brady going to do? Fucking spin his hand and shake it like it's, you know, he's a little kid? It's going to be fine. I mean, the whole thing is overblown. Yeah. I mean, do you really you know what I can't wait for? That Roger Goodell really can't. I, no. I'm sure they've had multiple conversations behind the scenes that we don't even know about. Overtime Saturday, we'll have our fantasy hockey show. The trade deadline oh, yeah, spectacular starting. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll send you all that. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll send you, uh, yeah. you know, I'll set it up. 
No, I just sent you the information uh, so you can use the network. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, I'll set up the show for ten thirty. Yeah, if you could, yeah, I'll message you later if you can send that to me soon. I, I'm gonna probably book it early just so I can send that out to the guys, yeah. just so I can give them the link and all the phone and all that good stuff. And, yeah, you know, of course I'll get. Of course I'll, I'll give the show a little love on there, but. Usually start at 10.30. The first hour and a half is all, you know, we keep it on script. It's pretty good. I mean, yeah, you know, it's uh, and it's a trade deadline at midnight. And we get good participation. I mean, we have 16 owners. We may get about 10 or 11 at least listening in. And a few of them call in. Can you, your switchboard mm-hmm. can handle 10? 10 callers? I think you can handle as many as you can. Oh, cool. Because, yeah, sometimes we get eight or nine people on the line. It depends. Um, but usually it gets hot around 1130 to about 12-ish. And then it starts dying off by then. But we go to show. The show will be on until 1230 in the morning. 930 on, you know, Cal, Cal Exit Coast. You know, California was the breakaway from the United States now. So, yeah, I may be living in another country since. Why? Where are you going? Well, if California breaks away from the U.S. Yeah, you'll move to you'll move to Nevada. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. Oh yeah, now they're talking about LeBron. They're talking about LeBron and Barkley and Barcelona. I'll tell you what, man. That you know, we didn't get into that at all. But that no, LeBron just teed off. I mean, that's I, I, not like him though. He's he's really salty. Like the last, ever since the election, I'm convinced that this election is playing with his head. LeBron figured out what Wikipedia is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say though, I, I'm glad he, I'm glad he had a little backbone and stuck up for himself. You know, I'm okay with that. But you know All what? Right. Though, it's like re, but to rehash shit that's 20 years old is kind of girly. Yeah, but that's what you know. It, it's probably something that's been on his mind for a while. Everybody likes Barkley. Like. Everybody hates LeBron. Uh, do you know that do you know the Undertaker went to a Cavs game to like give them their WWE championship belt because supposedly the NFL gives everybody a championship belt when they win now. It's like the new thing, and um, so of course the they get it give it to the Patriots when they win because you know they're all Patriot fans up there. Um, and LeBron would not meet with the Undertaker because he was not properly vetted to meet him. Oh, jeez. Like, really? Like, you think that highly of yourself that the Undertaker comes and because he wanted to meet you, you won't meet him because he wasn't properly vetted and you weren't told because he's not a member of the posse? Oh, by the way, the article I read on, like, 
CBS use the word po- or Fox use the word posse about him. He's not crying about them, is he? I'm telling you, he's a racist. Do we have to go back to when he walked off the court after they lost to the to the Celtics because he's a crybaby bitch? Uh, you know, come on. Well, I guess if he's gonna if you're gonna bring up old stuff, fine. Go ahead. Cry baby bitch. He has to have everything his way. I'm sure he was like the one who handpicked Dan- David Silver to be the new uh, commissioner of the NBA. Crybaby. Nobody likes him. And then his, like, chump stooge, Dwayne Wade, who everybody used to like, came out and said, LeBron's right. LeBron's right. Shut up. That's why nobody likes the NBA. I mean, it's it's not what it was, though. It's losing some luster, man. You know? Yeah. Well, it's because college basketball sucks. Oh, you know, I watch St. John's, right? I, I do. I mean, I pay attention, but I got to be honest. It's it's just not the same, you know? By the way, did you know that Gronk in high school was in a basketball game, hit a free throw to get to 69 points, and clang the second one? <laughs> He's a mess. He is the best. I mean, it's, you know, with basketball, it doesn't help that the Knicks are just awful. Like, I, yeah. I, I mean, I want, I want, I can't wait till they trade Carmelo. I'm looking forward to that. No, nobody's going to trade for Carmelo. That's the problem. I think they'll be able to pull it off. I think they're going to have to be creative, but I still think he'll end up on the Clippers. Yeah. They're going to have to do a three-teamer. Like, they could probably take back Reddick or Jamal Crawford, but they can't take anyone both. But the Clippers need to move both. So yeah. if they could just get another team to take one of those players. I mean, you know, the other thing is, I mean, I, I, I'm going to say this, just to go on basketball. If I'm Russell Westbrook, right, and let's say the, let's say the Knicks clean house, right? They, they have Porzingis, right? Mm-hmm. They have tons of cap room. They have a high pick next year. I'm looking at them and saying, hmm, you know what? I know, you know, I have Porzingis. He's, you know, he's a, he could be an elite center. I could pair with him. Mm-hmm. Knicks could get another player. They get a high draft pick. They got tons of money. I get away from Golden State. It makes some sense. It really does. And I think that's been Phil's yeah. market the whole time. That I'm just, it's just in my gut. I just feel that that's been that's been his. That's why he traded for Derrick Rose. I mean, Phil. Jack- What's the one thing? No, I think the. What's the one thing we talked about with the Falcons? Changing the culture. It takes time. It takes time to change the culture. These guys don't believe in Phil's culture, though. Yeah, but you know what? He had one draft pick and he nailed it. I'm willing to give him a chance again for a couple. And you got Jared Grant. It was good. Phil Phil done very well in the draft. 
for the stuff he's done, he's been fine. All right, the Joaquin Noah signing, uh, you know, I, I'm not crazy about but that it, was but the, everybody that was to make Derrick Rose happy. Maybe. I think they thought they could compete. I thought they could compete with that, but they're, you know. The but you with, the cap going up, they, they, like, with the cap going up, they can deal with that guy in the books. It's not going to kill him. Yeah. But you know what? The still problem is this. He's got a crybaby bitch who really has never won in his life. Except for college. But he wasn't even, you know what? I tell you right now, he doesn't win without Jerry McNamara on that team. Well, no, but I think Carmelo is the best. But I get what you mean. Let's be honest. Yeah, and let's also forget, wasn't like... He, but see, he went in, he went to college that year because he thought LeBron was going to be. He wanted to be the number one pick, and he figured if I went to college, I'd have a leg up on him. Yep. And he wouldn't have been a high pick the year before. That's the guy. You know what? I go with this. That's the guy. Uh, right, that's the guy who needed more than one year of college. And, and Bayheim, like this one is done, just kill, kill the sport, kill it. Yeah. Well, well, the college doesn't have anything to do with it. It's the NBA. Stop saying that. They, they essentially killed the league. If they could have, the NBA if players, like the NFL for years, that would be fun. Or baseball. If you don't draft them out of high school, you can't touch them for three years. Yeah, that would be fine. Actually, I like that better. Yeah. I like that better. And stop this shit with if the guy doesn't have an agent. Never mind. Yeah. I mean, like St. St. John's, for example, has two guards, Shamir Pons and Marcus Lebeck. Very, very talented, right? All I keep thinking is, even though this team is starting to play, they may just leave. You know, it's kind of like, what's the point, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All right, but listen, i got to get to bed. All right, man. I'm an early riser. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll leave the question. I'll leave. Have a good one.